Hey, this is Aaron Gordon. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Need a new sports podcast? Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The hosts of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic Basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. Here comes Jay Rich. Runs at Hedo. Stopped about halfway. Now Jameer flashes out. He gets the bounce pass. Jameer with the ball up top against Lawson. Rocks it. He'll rise. Long range bomb. 4-3. He got it to go. Shaqing. And the Magic win at the buzzer. Jameer Nelson, a monster shot, 85-82 ball game. Say hello to my little friend. Ah, the sultry tones of Dennis Newman and Richie Adubato on the Magic Radio Network. So many big moments, so many big shots, so many big plays for my guest here on Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Jameer Nelson is going to join us for the next handful of minutes here uh we, we it is all-star break so we're giving a little break to david Steele, jeff turner george galante so i'm tackling this on my own and uh so in order to do that we dialed up one of my favorites jameer nelson kind enough to join us jameer nelson how the heck are you doing my friend i'm doing good how about yourself man i'm doing good man let, let us know what you're up to nowadays are you uh snow blowing oh, are you doing yard no, work what do you <laughs> what do you got going on yeah. Being a full-time husband and a full-time dad, man, I'm uh, actually in uh, Florida now for softball with my with my daughters, uh, my wife, and my daughters. Oh, fantastic! Okay, so you're traveling around with them, and how old are your kids? And in, in uh, is, is your is your daughter your daughter's traveling around for softball? Yeah. So well, my son, he's 17. He's a senior in high school. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> and he committed to St. Joe's University for basketball. How and, about that? Uh, my, yeah, I know. <laughs> My daughters are 12, 13, 10, soon to be 11, and 6. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. So you got athletes I mean? You got athletes all through the family, Jameer. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's a good thing to see and a good thing to have. You know, it, makes it, it makes the family a lot more fun when you can go to events and enjoy it together. Um, it's funny because kind of, I always thought about uh, Mr. DeVos when he said he wanted his family to come together, and one of the things he did was, uh, he brought the magic, and, and that helped his, his family come together. And I think that's one of the things that my family loves is sports, and we all can um, attest to different sports in, in different um, ways, and we, we collaborate and figure out things that, you know, that we all come together and we like. Wow, isn't that fantastic? Speaking with Jameer Nelson. Jameer, so your son's going to, come on, little Jameer is going to St. Joe's following his yeah. dad's footsteps. That is, You must be so proud about that. Yeah, little Jameer isn't so little anymore. Yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, he's done a great job of uh, developing his own identity. Um, though we have the same name, um, you know, he, you know, he, he, he's he's groomed himself into a great young man so far. Is that is that hard? You know, because he he's his own person and he wants to have his own. But obviously, you, you share the same name and and you have such a such a prestigious career in college and in the NBA. Uh, as he tries to navigate through that, or is he ha- having no problem? No, you, you know what? He he has no problem. He he runs into some issues with people, uh, you know, with trash talking and stuff like that because of the name. But for the most part, he I mean, he's done a great job of, like I said, uh, deflecting things, uh, but also taking on the name itself and and. Um, you know, you know, I guess like wearing it proud, I guess you would say. Yeah. He loves he loves to be Jameer Nelson Jr. and have his own identity. That is fantastic. Well, well, Jameer, I guess uh, since sports brings everyone together, and at the expense of my Patriots, I'm sure your Eagles brought everyone together a couple <laughs> years ago, did they not? Yeah, that that, that was uh that was something to see. I was in Sacramento <laughs> watching it. Um, 
So I, you know, I couldn't celebrate as much as I wanted to. Right. Um, you know, you know how weird people are in Sacramento. <laughs> but I would have been out there jumping up and down and and having fun, and people were like, "Who's this crazy guy?" Yes, yes, they would. Uh, well, tell, yeah. so now is the goal to like, are you are you still trying to get on a roster here, Jameer? Could we see you on a on a roster come come playoffs March first? I think you got to be on a team, or are you fine being husband well, and dad? Where are you at right now? No, I'm still working out. I'm still, you know, in shape and uh, doing things to prepare myself just in case it happens. Um, but also, um, I'm, I'm a realist, and I, and I know uh, the time and, and, and the window is really small at this point. So um, I'm trying to prepare myself for other things as well. I mean, I have opportunities in different areas. So just trying to um, figure out what exactly I want to do once I completely, like, I guess, officially retire. See that's good. When when me and George Galante retire, we don't have options. You have options, Jameer. That's... <laughs> I have a few options, man. I you know I've met some great people along the way. Uh, I tell people all the time, basketball it's it, it, it's taking me a lot of different places, and I met a lot of really really good people um, that um, you know I still keep in touch with. I, you know, it it seems like yesterday to me. It's probably different for you, but 2004, and you arrive here in Central Florida. I mean, that that just seems like a couple of years ago, Jameer. You think yeah, about how yeah. how much life has happened between then and now. It's been a lot, man. I mean, what that that's three kids later, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, I mean, you know, a lot of gray hairs. <laughs> uh, a lot of things have have changed for me in, in since 2004. Um, but but more more good. And bad, so um, you know I have you know all the respect for Orlando for allowing me to grow as a as a man there, and, and you know just the organization and, and the community as well. So um, you know, looking forward to getting back there one day. Well, we'd love to have you come back anytime, and uh, yeah. there's no doubt about that. Speaking with Jameer Nelson, and you know, I know when you came here, everyone said, "Well, this is a guy that can score," and you did a, a ton of scoring. But to leave this franchise as the all-time assist leader, I, I know Jameer is something that you're quite proud of as well. As we think back on 30 years of, we celebrate 30 years of Magic basketball this season. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a great accomplishment. I mean, for anybody, whether you're a scorer or a facilitator, I, I, you know, to lead. Uh, to be to be the number one assist leader or number one whatever in any organization with so many guys that you know have come through and played and um, left their mark just to uh, be in those names with the Penny Hardaways and the Scott Scott all those type of guys right right um, you know having having you know my name in that conversation with those guys has been great for myself and uh, obviously for our organization. Did you understand Turkaloo any better by the time you left here, or or, or was it still hard to understand him? It, you know what? It was still hard. <laughs> it, it, it got easier. It got easier to understand him. But I mean, you, you, one thing about him though, he he knew all the all the curse words and they all came out clear. So, uh, but you know, no. I mean, Turk was a great guy. A guy I always admired for his work ethic, and and a guy that um, being a little older than me, I looked up to um, just his professionalism and how he carried himself um, as a businessman and a pro. You know, Jameer, after what's what's happened the last seven years here, and you, and you were a part of it at the beginning, and, and uh, you know, it's well documented, this team started a rebuild, and it's taken a while, and, and starting to play much better here lately, but even more so, I appreciate that 08-09 team, and really, <laughs> really maybe even more that 09-10 team, might have even been better, Jameer. Yeah, we, we fell a little short, um, but I, we had a great year there, I mean, I think I went to the playoffs six or seven years in a row. Right. Um. 
you know, we, we had a lot of great memories. You know, a lot of people say, can you pick a memory? It's like, I, I have too many memories just to pick one. Sure. Um, but, you know, I, you know, just my teammates and my all the coaches, those, those guys, uh, we all put in a lot of work. And it's tough when you rebuild. It's tough. Um, but some teams do it a certain way. Some teams do it the other way. Um, I think with Steve Clifford there now, I think he's uh, obviously one of my favorite coaches. Uh, even though he was, you know, on the staff when I was in Orlando, right? He's right. a guy that he's, he's a guy that demands, uh, you know, a lot from guys, and he's going to he's going to put you in the best situation to succeed. So I think they made a great decision by hiring. So. Well, you know the kind of guy he is, and you know how prepared he is, and, and you just mentioned yeah. some of the things that he brings, and, and this thing is starting to turn around with him at the helm. You were here with him for five years. Do you remember things he told you or teammates that uh, that, that that kind of resonated with you? Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I, you know, I was I, I remember one story, quick story. I came out of the game, I was pissed off, and kind of yelled at the coaches. You know, was something I normally don't do. Right. And he just he just calmly is like, "Look, we're going to Phoenix in a couple of days. This is during a game. He's like, we're going to Phoenix in a couple of days. I just want to take you to dinner." He sat me down. He explained things to me, and uh, and that made me understand Stan Van Gundy a lot better, and it made me stand, understand the business of basketball a lot better. Just that conversation I had with him. Isn't that something? Well, that's the one thing everyone says about Cliff is he he gets on you, he holds you accountable, but he has a way to relate to players. Yeah, he does. He does, and and he does a good job of. Uh, I guess kind of being in the middle because he, he's a coach. First and foremost, he has to be uh, the boss of the team. He has to run the team. Uh, but you know, you have to, as a coach, you have to have personality. You have to have the, have the connection you need with your team. Um, you have to have a pulse on your team. I think he does a great job of, of doing all those things. Speaking with Jameer Nelson and, and Jameer, you know, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe you'll be back uh, in the NBA this year. It'd be great to, to help bolster a team for a for a playoff run. But what what are some of the biggest differences you noticed from when you first burst onto the scene in two thousand and four to to kind of what, what where the league is at right now? Um, it's a lot of different rule changes. Yeah, uh, right. I, I don't think I don't think I came into the league when you know somebody could have said it was you know two thousand four rules have changed. Uh, now they, they've changed a lot in different areas. And, one of the areas is you, you you barely can play defense nowadays. You barely can touch a guy. Um, you know, it's all about scoring points, all about, um, you know, offense now. Where I came, when Stan came, it was defense, defense tough. It was physical. It was um, one of the things that we prided ourselves on uh, as a team. And, and you know, normally the, the teams that win the championship or close to winning are top in defense. Right. Um I'm not sure how that goes hand in hand. Now I haven't looked at the stats. I haven't looked at the numbers, um, you know, in, in a few years. But you know, I I, I I would hope that those teams are still playing defense, right? But it's just not the defense that we played back in the day. Well, and you know what? And I think about it, you guys were one of the first teams to you know, Golden State Warriors get all the credit, but you guys were one of the first ones to go, you know, to dump it down low, try to get something down at the basket, and 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 surround Dwight with shooters. You you guys kind of were yeah. the first ones to play four out. Yeah. It, you know, I, at first it was kind of mind-boggling to me because that's not how, you know, <laughs> basketball works. Uh, but then you look at a situation where you have a, a 6'10 guy like Rashard who can play inside out, uh, and you have a turkle who's 6, I don't know, how tall circle is, 6'10, 6'11. Right, right. Can handle the ball. So if we had the size, our, our team was unique because our two outside guys that could have been inside were 6'10, 6'11. Uh, nowadays you see six, eight centers. Yeah, so it's right. different. It's different. Now, you, 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 sometimes you see five out. 
You know what's interesting too, Jameer? We got so Nick Vucevic, uh, who you know well, uh, also from from being a teammate of his, is Orlando's first All Star in in seven years since Dwight Howard right. went to the game. You were an All Star uh, that 0809 season. You didn't get to play in the game, but but it, it it's a moot point because of how well you were playing that season. Uh, being an All Star, what what did that mean to you? And, and that's something no one can ever take away, Jameer. Yeah, that's that's obviously another great accomplishment. Being an All Star, uh, being amongst the best of your peers uh, at that time. Uh, you know, nobody can ever take that away from you, like you said. And uh, you just have to cherish that because, you you know, when you're, when you're doing it and you're in it, you think it's going to happen again, and it only happened for me once. Uh, so, I, you know, I would advise people, even if it's, you're on a good team, cherish, cherish those moments because you look at a situation like Orlando. My last few years, we were rebuilding, um, and we weren't making the playoffs, and that's not what I wanted. I wanted to be in the playoffs. I wanted to be on a winning team. Uh, so, so I would tell people to cherish the moments that they can uh, when they have them. You know, you know, it's interesting. You get to the finals along those lines, Jameer. You get to the finals in, in 2009. It was a kind of, a, and then you just blow right through the first two rounds the, the very next year, right. and it seemed like yeah. you going back. Right? Did it seem like this was going to be a common thing? You guys were going to be doing this for a long time. Yeah, yeah it felt like it was. It, it wasn't going to end, and you know, then it just. Ended abruptly. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. It was, just, it was one, 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 one end of the tour to the other end. So, it was interesting. Do you still? Are you still in touch with Dwight? I mean, obviously, you know, everyone revisionist history when you look back, and we obviously wish things worked out differently. But are you guys still in touch? Or you keep in touch with some of the guys from that team? I, you know what? I, I try to keep in touch with as many people as possible. Um, and and it's just sometimes life happens. Oh yeah. And, you know, you, you kind of grow away from certain people. Uh, but, but some of the guys I do keep in touch with for sure. Uh, you know, when I see Dwight, we, we laugh, joke, and we talk. Um, but but as far as, like, phone calls or anything like that, I, I haven't talked to him on the phone or anything in a while. But, well, who, but who talks on the phone anymore? Well, that's anyway? the thing. Nobody does. Nobody does, which is why I appreciate this, and we'll let you go here in a second because I know you're a busy guy, and, and this will be the last time you talk on the phone for a couple of days. But man, you're 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 staying up in Philly. I know you're in Orlando now, but you're staying back in Philly, are you not? And uh, yeah, like during the Philadelphia area, yeah, in the Philadelphia area. So so for those Magic fans here in Central Florida, the the trade for Markel Fultz. I know I don't know how much you know Markel. I don't know if you've ever met him or not, but uh, just explain to fans how maybe a change of scenery. You know, Philly fans can be rough, and I'm not saying it wasn't. You know, but but just how a change of scenery might be good for a guy like Markel. Yeah, sometimes change is good. It's tough at times, but it's good. I think him him getting away uh, and getting a fresh start. This this will kind of uh, give him and everybody around him a shot of adrenaline. Because it's something new. Anytime it's new, it's fun. It's, it's ready to go. You know, the one thing is, right now he's in the honey stage, honeymoon stage right. uh, with the team, and it's a good place to be. Uh, you know, I, I would have, you know, I would be, able, if I was able to, I would advise him just to stay focused. It's all about basketball. Uh, not, nobody else matters other than the people that's in that locker room. Uh, and, you know, and, and in the office, I mean, I think with young guys, they worry about too much, and it's, they're growing up in a different world with social media, where things are uh, scrutinized instantly and, and magnified even more than what we had back in the day because of it. And I think you know we all we all you know run into a problem with checking social media and looking at things. That, sure. You know, I was always a guy who never believed good or bad. You could say what you want about me, good or bad. I never believed it. 
Uh, and I think that's how you have, that's how he has to think. Just go play. He, he's a basketball player, uh, and, and let everything else after that just happen naturally. Well, you know what's interesting, Jameer? Where does that come from? Because you, you, you're, you're exactly right. Not, nothing anyone said ever bothered you. But today, when a game ends, the first thing everyone does is pick up the phone, sit in the locker room, and look at social media. That's the first yeah. thing. <laughs> they get the reaction yeah. right there. They're looking for that instant gratification. Yeah. That You didn't need that. No, I, I just, I always, my, my thing is, it's like I tell my kids, you know, you know, you know if you had a good game or a bad game already. So yeah. why yeah. should I? Why should I have to tell you if you had a good game or a bad? Game? You already know. So for myself, I knew, I knew. Um, I mean, everybody yeah, around sure. me. Knew. So and I, I, I was my biggest critic when when that and, and I didn't surround myself. Not saying he has or anybody has, but I I didn't have a bunch of like yes men around me where people were kissing my butt, telling me everything was good. Right. Which, which every game it wasn't. You know, every game wasn't good. No, that's that's how you grow and that's how you get better. And you were a vocal guy too, Jameer. You were a guy, a leader in the clubhouse, and and you know, and again, not, you know, not to say one era is better than the other, but but you don't see a lot of vocal guys now. You know, guys don't talk as much. Sit on a bus and everyone's on their phone. <laughs> from from what I, it's, yeah. it's a straight, it's just, yeah. it's kind of a straight. And I don't know that it's bad, but it's but it's different, isn't it? It's just a little bit different. It's definitely different. It's different because, like I said, I didn't have as much social media. Uh, you know, when I was playing early in my career, I mean, these guys are just growing up different and, you know, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's the way sure. the world, Sure, you have to adapt and you have to use it for your benefit the way you can and, and not abuse it. Um, but also, I mean, you, you the world, it's the world. You have to be a people's person at some point. You have to talk to people. You have to be able to communicate to be an athlete. And I think, um, you know, that that's just sitting down, going to dinner with people, stuff like that is a good way to practice. And you know, I, I can remember going going to dinner with teammates, you know, and sitting there and it, them being on the phone the whole time, playing games or doing things on their phone. We're not even talking. I'm like, yo, you got to put this phone down. Yeah. And then I go to I go to dinner with my wife, and she'll tell me the same thing. So I kind of fall <laughs> that line too. I'm not I'm not excluding myself from it, but. Um, it's definitely different nowadays. Well, I wonder, is that something you'd have? I know you said you got some irons in the fire, but is that something that would be of any interest to you, is, is working with young guys on, on kind of how to conduct themselves? And it's all about building a brand nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I agree with that, building a brand thing. But if you don't play well, you can't build a brand. It's <laughs> a great point. So, great point. you know, people, well, I want to build my, well, you know, unfortunately, if you have, if you don't get in the game, nobody's gonna know who you are for the most part, <laughs> right. and your brand isn't gonna be that. So you need to work your butt off to get in that rotation, so your brand can follow your game. When you when you think back to all those practices, and you close your eyes, and you hear Stan Van Gundy's voice, what what do you hear most of the time? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The funny thing is, my first year, I didn't understand him. I didn't yeah. understand Stan why he was yelling and screaming. But once you understood what he was doing, you appreciate it. Sure. You appreciate it. I mean, I, I thanked him multiple times over the years and appreciate, you know, how, how much I appreciated him and his staff for getting the best out of me. And that was his way of doing it. That's how he does it. Everybody does it different. And we had a type of, we had a group that could handle Stan. Not everybody can handle Stan. Right. Uh, but but he, he got it out of us. And, you know, the things that he would say and how he would say it, uh, they were genuine. They were genuine. And, and, 
sometimes you have to listen to the message and not the tone. And once we all understood that, then that's when we started to roll a little more. Well, you sure did, and, and it was a great group of guys. You guys all had each other, and, and you're right. He pushed you guys, and he got the best out of you. You made it all the way to an NBA Finals, and I, I don't know if since you left Jameer, if you had a roster of guys like you had here. Did, did you have a, a group of characters anywhere else in your other travels like you did no, here? No, we had, a, we, had a, we had a unique group. I mean, everybody played their part on and off the court. Right. Uh, everybody knew their role. Everybody knew who was going to do all those little pranks and jokes and all that stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, so it, it, it was a unique group. And, you know, some, and to me, that I, I think that that started from the top with Otis. You know, he, he did a great job of putting the team together, uh, putting putting different characters with different characters. Sometimes you, 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 you don't jail because of people's characteristics. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great. And one of the last things I want to ask you, Jameer, is uh, this Anthony Davis situation. You played in New Orleans. You know some of those guys, if not most right. of the guys on that roster. Do, does it? Do you cringe a little bit like I did? Does it take you back yeah. to to kind of Dwight here, or do you not think like that, or or what? What do you make yeah. of that situation? It, it's kind. It's kind of. It's a touchy situation uh, because I'm, I know most of those guys for me, and, and I know. All of those guys, even Anthony Davis, he's he's such a great guy. Really, really, really humble um, and, and fun to be around. So um, it's just unfortunate. It's, it's sports, it's a business, and certain things like this happen throughout throughout somebody's career. And like I'm sure he didn't plan on it to happen this way, but sure. Now it's a it's a it's a game of chess. Uh, so now he made a move, and now it's, up, it's for the team. Now the team has to make a move. Yeah. Um, so now it's just it's just messy a little bit at this point, and hopefully it can get cleaned up because I I, I think he has uh, a chance to be you know one of the best ever to play the game. I, I don't want to see his his image get tarnished. I don't want to see his legacy uh, you know get damaged at all because he's such a great person. You know, has great family, uh, obviously a great talent. Well, he see he seems almost uncomfortable with the whole thing. It seems like he kind of feels like this is what he has to do, but he's not quite sure how far he's got to push it. And and, and you can relate, you know, the the fallout, all of the teammates. It's got to be uncomfortable for teammates as it yeah. was for you. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I've been through a situation where it was uncomfortable in the locker room. Nobody wanted to go to practice. Games were just, you know, you were dreading certain things as a team and as a teammate. Uh, but you're getting paid a lot of money to do things and, and play, and, and you're getting a lot of money to deal with this type of stuff. So, um, you know, those guys just have to keep their heads straight and, and continue to play. Well, they certainly do. Lastly, do you miss flying with the charter now that you get to fly commercial with all the with all the family? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that You know what? But you know what, man? I, I, I love being around my family, so I'll, I'll sit in the back of the plane with everybody else and, and just enjoy it instead of sitting on a charter with a I know you will. I know you will. You've always been a family guy. Enjoy that time with the family, and and uh, I'm sure hopefully you get to see Joey Colon at some point here in Central Florida. Yeah, I, I probably will. I mean, hopefully, you know, if not, we always think it's one of the guys I always keep in touch with. So, uh, you know, he, he's like he's really close. We're really close, really good friends to be. So, no, no question, Jameer. You're one of the best. I I can't thank you enough for how great it was to get to to work with you for a couple of years. And I wish you all the best to whatever your ventures are. And uh, if you need any help, let me know. We, we can be there any minute. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. I appreciate it.
Oh, he's the best. Jameer Nelson, can't thank you enough for spending some time with me here today. And I tell you what, so much wisdom there, so much to digest. And I certainly hope you enjoyed this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. We will be back next week with the regulars. We'll have the whole host of characters. We'll have George Galante, David Steele, and Jeff Turner with me as All-Star Break comes to a close. And we are hoping to have Nick Vucevic be our next guest here on Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Special thanks to Jameer Nelson. And how about this Magic Club? Let's keep it rolling. They've won five straight heading into All-Star Weekend. We have an All-Star playing in the big game on Sunday uh, in Nick Vucevic. So hope everyone has a great week. We'll be back again here soon with another edition of Magic Pod Squad.